0: Hey, guys, and here I am again, Isabella Ruiz an Amazon Made Simple Podcast, and I have a very special guest today. I met him probably actually about a year ago. We actually, we met exactly a year ago at the White Label event in New York, and he was taking interview from me. He said, Bella, let's do the webinar. Like, okay, that's cool. And I, at some point, I was thinking that he is fully Russian, but then we found out that he has some Russian roots in his generation. However, he's not Russian. He doesn't speak Russian, but this podcast will be translated to Russian language. So, and today, Victor Dvor, welcome to the podcast, and I am happy to see you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank
0: okay. You. How is your country dancing going?
1: <laughs> Very good. Still uh, still doing it. I'm doing it tonight, Friday and Saturday. So doing five, it five, I,
0: th- I thought you do like five days a week.
1: Three, I do it three days a week, five hours each day. Uh, oh so, my gosh. Yeah.
0: It's a huge yeah. workout.
1: It is a huge workout.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Okay. Uh, tell me, tell us more a little bit about your background because usually like, yeah, now I know two dancers in the community it's Bradley Sutton with Zumba. <laughs> And you with uh, country music.
1: Yes. And I have a
0: proof. We have a lot of reels uh, where yes. you included into the dancing part.
1: Lots and of, lots, of, lots of proof. Um, so basically, the way I got into this whole Amazon mess is what I call it. It's very much of an Amazon mess. The way yeah. I got into it was I started out as a website developer. Um, got into marketing because I liked the, how the human brain worked. And then I became a website developer for a company. Learned Facebook ads to drive traffic to that website. And then I interned at an Amazon consulting company, and they said, hey, we need to drive Facebook traffic to Amazon. That's how I got started into Amazon. And then once I learned Facebook to Amazon, all these clients were like, hey, Victor, we want you to learn the Amazon platform as well. And, and I learned Amazon, and that's kind of how I got started into it. That's how I went from Facebook to Amazon, then learned the Amazon platform, and now I'm here.
0: To my memory, you became an, an official adult just half a year ago. this like huge experience when all this experience with amazon started
1: yeah um i would say like when i was 17 when i first did like everything amazon when i was first like when i was learning facebook ads i was 17 driving the traffic to amazon i was 17 still and then 18 i started learning the amazon platform 19 i kind of kicked off and kind of just like learned amazon ads more 20 i learned the actual um, i started my own business on amazon and then 21 i sold my business um to piranha which i am right now well
0: well, good for you now uh and uh, i'm not going to ask you how many years you will spend on piranha because i believe um uh, it's a pretty broad question and i feel that i know the answer <laughs> yeah uh, anyway let's jump straight to the questions because I have some of them for you prepared uh q4 is coming and I believe this podcast will be released right at the moment where q4 will kick off and I don't know if you're coming we're going to the very big party of uh, that is carbon six is creating and it will be October 30 uh I'm sorry September thirty, October 1st, and it will be actual kickoff party for Q4. So, and yeah, Q4 is starting Mm -hmm. October 1st. So tell me, how would you drive traffic, external traffic, because you've been mentioning Facebook, to get more sales? Or maybe you have some other tips for us.
1: Yeah, so the first thing to realize is that the CPCs, the cost per clicks are only going to get more expensive during Q4. Last Q4, the CPCs doubled, meaning that if you are on average of one, $1.50, it went to almost $2.50 or $3. And Here,
0: you're mentioning like uh, your CPC, Facebook CPC, comparing to Facebook CPC. You're I'm talking about to-
1: Amazon, just Amazon, Amazon. Amazon's okay. CPC. That's how much it costs. Um, and it's good. That the, the advertising cost is only going to increase. So that's going to be very difficult to optimize and actually have a lot of success because that's going to make it where it just gets more and more and more expensive. That's where external traffic comes in. That's a lot cheaper to be doing. I think every Amazon seller should be utilizing Google ads to Amazon. The cost per clicks are usually half um, depending on what category you're in. And yes, the conversion rate is the Amazon will always be the holy grail of advertising. Let's just get that out of the way. The, the conversion rates on Amazon ads are insane, but I will say that you can get a lot of uh, other traffic very cheaply and that drives organic ranking a lot more because when you get uh, traffic when someone purchases through your google ads you will av- on average increase by three times than a normal purchase on amazon meaning that let's say if you get 10 orders on amazon you're going to see a slight increase in um, slight increase in ranking but if you get 10 orders on google you'll see the equivalent of 30 sales of what it would have on Amazon. And that's how the bigger the increase is and that's how much Google traffic is prioritized. So I think it's something that everyone should be doing. Most of the people have the type of product that can be on Google. And that way you just cover all your basis of Amazon searches and Google searches.
0: So if you would compare, uh, for example, I have, uh, let's say I'm kind of brand new Amazon seller and I have 100 to $150 a day that I'm ready to spend on my ads. And I'm not thinking how much money I can make. I'm thinking how much money I have to spend and not invest in my Amazon sales. So how would you divide them proportionally in between Amazon advertisement and Facebook advertisement or maybe Google advertisement as well?
1: Yeah, so... <sighs> I would say when it comes down to it, I would probably split it into 60%, 60 to 70% into your Amazon ads. That's, you're going to get the most, and obviously testing out like the placements on Amazon ads. And then I would spend about 10% in Facebook and like Facebook and Instagram, I compile that into one thing. And then after that, I would spend about 20% on Google ads and then probably the other 10% ish, like on other, like other niche, um, social media sites like Pinterest. Um, like if that's, if like whatever, there's usually some niche thing that your particular category has, if that's Pinterest, if that's something else, and you'll be able to drive traffic to that and you'll be able to track the sales through Amazon attribution to see which one's working the best for you.
0: Okay. So that, that's a very good, uh, division here going on uh what software do you usually use or you don't use any of them
1: so it depends what your your goal is so i was i was helping consult for this company and there was i was talking about all these different tools and it was like it was a really big thing but when it comes down to it Pixelfy is the best way to use ranking if you're trying to go push ranking pixel Pixelfy is the best way to do that if you're okay. wanting to push ranking and use Google emulator URLs that basically, what makes it Pixel
0: Fi is doing. I know about Pixelme. I don't know about PixelFi.
1: Yeah, so PixelFi basically has a Google emulator URL, meaning that um, when you when you click on an Amazon link from Google, it basically is, it's um, it sends the signal to Amazon saying, hey, this came from Google. I need to increase my traffic. I need to increase my ranking for that. And PixelFi has an emulator URL that makes it look like say if someone came from Facebook you can use a Pixelify url that's that emulates that it. It looks like it comes from google that's all it is um, it's a, now keep in mind it's very like very black grayish black hat i don't i don't necessarily recommend that but i'm just saying it's a possibility if you really want to increase rank and pixel me is a method if you want to retarget your customers and use attribution links to track sales and retarget them in the future that's going to be your method so basically For Pixel Phi, I recommend it if you're using or if you're wanting to push ranking. For Pixel Me, if you're pushing sales, I recommend Pixel Me. That's the difference between the two tools, and then you can track. And then also, you can use Amazon Attribution if you want to use it free. It's free with an Amazon Amazon dashboard. You can use that attribution. It just takes a little bit more time, and you can't retarget them. That's the only difference.
0: Yeah, and of course, a lot of listeners who will be involved into this podcast, they immediately will tell us, oh, gray, black hat, I'm in. (laughs) Uh, What is gray and black about uh, Pixelify?
1: Okay, so I am not the biggest fan of super URLs because super URLs are directly trackable. And a super URL is basically a search query within Amazon that basically looks like a person searched. Like for example, if I type in the word dog bed on Amazon, I can take that URL. Paste it and make it where people go through that link naturally. So but, it's not
0: dynamic link; it's static link.
1: Yes, it's a very static link. Yes, okay. and you you can make it dynamic and things like that. But when it comes to super URLs, they're directly trackable with an Amazon. I'm a big component proponent on search find buy, meaning that people are opening the Amazon app, s- searching it, and then going to Amazon. That's practically untr- <coughs> practically untraceable. Because, like, that's if I'm a normal Amazon customer and type in dog beds and dog toys, whatever it may be, and purchase, I look like a normal customer. There's nothing they can do to differentiate me in another. No,
0: customer. they can. Because if, uh, like, let's say till September 15th, nobody been buying this product and nobody been searching this specific product. And on September 15th, 100 different people started doing something okay. I would like different. And then 100 out of 100 who have been searching but, the product, then yeah. it's fucked up
1: true that's when you have to do it very smart you have to you have to do that part smart but keep in mind amazon doesn't care about rankings so i i have never i have done search find buy for at least 150 clients um when in my previous business and i have never had a client pinged or suspended for amazon ranking ever amazon i've never seen amazon care about the ranking side they don't care about but when you talk about
0: search fund buy uh with the same keyword or with the different keywords
1: same keyword I, I I ran some of the biggest search find buy um, processes that are the biggest on Amazon where we were giving away 300 units a day. So, like these are some of the biggest companies on Amazon that I was running search find buy for, and it was 100% fine. Like that's that's how big the operation in the past was search find buy.
0: In the past, yes. Let's say it's yes. in the past. Yes. Today it, it is. Not in the past. It's not the yeah. working
1: anymore. It no, like Amazon still does not care about when it comes to ranking. It, they don't care. They still don't care. I have never. I still have never seen anyone pinged for a ranking side. They don't care. But when it comes to reviews, that is where you have to be like super, super careful. We're talking about different IP addresses. We're talking about different locations, a randomized um, times. That like the reviews. They're really sh- stringent upon because reviews. They Amazon is legally liable for fake reviews. So because the Amazon like the. The um, U.S. government's like suing them. Like we'll sue them if they fight fake reviews, and they see that on Amazon's site. That's why it's a huge push. So when it comes to reviews, you have to be very, very careful. We're talking about review velocity, like doing like one, two, three, like super, super even. Like be careful, do different geolocations. Like that's very complex. Their, their review manipulation. I have had clients pinged for review manipulation. That is that is very, very easy to do. We're talking about if you do two people in the same city, like for example, like Dallas, if two people in the same city, Dallas, you can get pinged for that. Like just if they're – even if they're normal customers, you can still get pinged for that, meaning that you can't leave reviews on the products sometimes ever again that that happens. Like that. Amazon is that strict on review manipulation. But on rankings, I have never – like you can, pl- I, you can play around with all the ranking stuff in the world. I have never seen anyone pinged for a ranking manipulation. I don't think they ever care about that. I don't know if they ever will. To be honest because it's i don't know i just don't think they ever will but when well, it comes
0: here i can tell you um it's it's about value for our listeners. Yeah. So I'm absolutely against uh, search fun buy. and uh-huh. I have, especially when we do it with the same keywords, I understand like some people like <laughs> open right now to do it with a different type of keywords. And you've been with me at uh, BDSS and you heard, uh, when it was like, right, right now it's a good approach. You can use different keywords, blah, blah, blah. And like that it's, it's working for now. However, I met there a guy. He is uh, pushing about 80, 90,000 sales right now on Amazon. He's paying the same amount of, for PPC. So he's spending, during speaking, 100. He's pushing 100 almost, right? Mm-hmm. However, he spent this summer about, I don't remember, he said $30,000 or $40,000 for search fund buy. And the product got zero, zero ranking. Until wow. they started pushing PPC. So yeah, he's a big seller. I don't know, they're like nine or eight figures, but they're like pretty big. However, mm-hmm. let's jump into the Q4 tips. What are the best Q4 tips you want to give people to make sure their Amazon sales will be wonderful?
1: Yeah. So the first thing is to realize that there are so many other more placements than sponsored products and other things. And it's really important to break it down by format. That's what I've been doing. Um, for my, my previous Amazon clients is we would look at, we would have it broken down saying like, not only is this campaign doing, because usually everyone looks at a campaign level. And if you're fancy enough, you can get it broken down by product level, but almost no one looks at, it at a format level, meaning saying, Hey, right now, sponsored brand videos in this category are absolutely killing it. And. Like, and no one ever breaks it out out like that because right now sponsor display audiences have been absolutely dominating for almost all our clients because no one's using them. No one's utilizing the audiences. So it has no competition right now. And historically, sponsor display ads are awful. They have never worked. They are always high CPCs, whatever it may be. And they have really low click through rates, but sponsor display audiences specifically are doing amazing. So when you utilize the new formats that no one else u- uses and you move fast on them they work really well so that's my like that's my number one tip when it comes down to it don't just utilize choose products. the
0: audience there so i love i love this approach i love look not the look like look back for like 37 uh, 14 I think they have like these three of them uh, I like similar products I love all those but how to choose uh, the audience because it's the most important some people are going to the audience that is actually their targeting but sometimes we have to choose the audience that is like uh, for example the audience that is also buying the same stuff like I'm buying this this cup but I'm also buying this pen. Right. So mm-hmm. how you will find out that I'm buying this fan if I'm just buying this cup. So how are you searching for the target audience?
1: So keep in mind, Amazon's algorithm when it comes to the audience building is very, very limited, especially if you have a Facebook background. You're going to look at this and say, wow, this is garbage. So the audiences are very new, um, very in its like primal state. But what you, what you can do is you can A/B test which audience works the best and to answer your question, you'll be able to know, you'll be able to like put a bunch of products within one campaign and see which one performs the best within them. And that would be something you could easily do to see what product performs the best toward what audience. And you'll be able to build out within those campaigns pretty easily.
0: So the question still the same. So how would I choose this audience? Mm-hmm how would I pick, how would I test it? Like, should I find like to, to target the cop? Should I target the people who are owning the dogs? Or should I target people who just uh, moved into their houses? Like what are you supposed to do?
1: Yeah, so I would first break it out, kind of take a Facebook ad approach on it. So I would do first, like, let's say it's a dog toy. Okay, I'm targeting yeah. people with dogs. So there's an audience for dogs. I would target, first of all, the, the dog owners, Like there's usually a dog audience in there. So I'll target dogs first. And then I would do another audience test about people. um, Like I would do another one in there like for maybe – because the problem is that the breakdown is so limited. On For example, Facebook ads, you can like have a really strict breakdown of dog toys, dogs. You can have breed, your types of breeds of dogs. But it's so limited – in that capability I usually only test like one or two audiences in there so it would be like dogs and like um I don't even know like dogs and puppies or I probably only test dogs if it was a dog toy honestly I would only test dogs cuz anything else would be too broad and then I was and then after that retargeting audiences you can retarget your your customers or the people that view your page on the display ads those are the two things I would um do is the retargeting side and then the um then the, the dog audience
0: so you will go straight to the dog audience you will not try to get any similar audience or the audience that is also buying uh these products uh like dog owners are buying for like shopping for home goods or something
1: that's usually you too want- broad usually you don't know if they have a dog or not yeah and they're like searching like for furniture or something. You don't know if they have a dog and you have better success on product targeting ads. So you'll have better success on that Spons- A lot of people just do sponsored product keyword targeting. It's what 90% of the competition does, but no one does sponsored product product targeting ads. And it's a whole other bids bid subset, meaning that for example, for the keyword dog toys, if you have pr- sponsored product keyword targeting, that means on average, it's a super competitive keyword. You're probably going to be paying $5 cost per click okay but if you do that same that same area and do sponsored product product targeting okay you can actually rank for that particular keyword that particular keyword for almost half the cost depending on cuz it's a whole other bidding subset um so if there's like if your competition isn't using sponsored product product targeting it'll actually be way cheaper to rank for the same keyword but no one does that because the competi- it's a lot harder to set up you have to target the right competitors see which one works and there's a lot of, like, A-B testing on it. But it's usually almost half the cost, usually.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Um, and uh, what will be your, let's say, top five tips uh, when people are launching their campaigns for Q4?
1: I would say top five tips. I would say, definitely util- first one being definitely utilize some, set t- t- some type of external traffic, whether if that is... Um, TikTok, whatever if that is Google ads, whatever if that is Facebook, whatever it may be, I will say Google ads will probably be the number one driver for you when it comes to giving the most success the fastest. Everything else is a brand play, like social media, when it comes to TikTok or Facebook, that's very brand. So that's going to take a lot more time during, it's going to take a year of process to get that up and rolling. Number two, I would say optimize your formats accordingly. Um, test out like sponsor display, sponsor brand video, um, and test out those formats and break it out by format. And if you don't know how to do that, I have a video. You guys can watch it. No problem. Um, Where
0: is this
1: video? uh, It's on YouTube. Just like type, type in um, like Victor Dwyer, um, Amazon ads, uh, breakdown, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I I have a video that breaks it down. If you don't just ask me whatever it is and I can get.
0: it. Okay, perfect.
1: Um, Number three, then I would probably recommend having probably similar to number two, but having also the breakdown by sponsored by keyword and then product targeting. That is also a big dif- differentiator to kind of keep your CPCs down on the Amazon advertising side. And that would probably be my top three of what I would implement during Q4. And obviously doing the prime, prime Day. Ex- um, prime exclusive discounts on prime day that's coming up prime day number two make sure you have a prime exclusive discount if not a lightning deal if you haven't been able to submit that already and those are the two main drivers on prime day so prime exclusive discounts if you are too late and then lightning deals either one works and that's going to be a huge driver during prime day
0: Yeah, I agree about Prime exclusive discounts, especially uh, here is the one tip I actually learned uh, last year and this year as well. This year was confirming the last year is um, if you're running Prime discounts, they have to be lower than your regular price. Because let's say like you've been selling the product for $29.99 for a long time. And then you decided to sell for $28.99. Uh, and it's just $1 less, Amazon will not give you the icon of Prime Day. But if you decrease it at least for like 15, 20% and Amazon saw that your price was always 29.99 and right now let's say it's 25.99 Amazon will give you this icon of prime day so you have to be lower when you're applying for prime exclusive discount if you're uploading the file or if you're uh, adding the product so you you will not be able to get exclusive like that this, this icon because this specific icon is driving you the most of traffic we uh, i don't know i think we Got four times or five times more uh, sales this year than we got like in the regular days uh, just by having this icon.
1: Wow! So, yeah. I didn't know that. That's very. That's helpful.
0: Yeah, it is. So you will not get this prime day and amazon did not uh offer us to have this prime day uh icon for our products you know sometimes amazon is like offering you sometimes it's not and uh we applied by ourselves and we got this uh blue button and we've been so happy about it (laughs) and i would
1: i would also say on top of that when it comes to prime day our our prime days for our clients have been way bigger than cyber mondays or black fridays historically unless you're a tech product so I almost like tell clients like, "Hey, rather than having that Black Friday budget, I'd rather take away that Black Friday, like decrease it, at least push it toward Prime Day number two, because Prime Days have historically like we usually see about a seven x or eight x increase on a day over day basis, and on Black Friday we might see maybe a three times increase um, if we're lucky." And so, in my opinion, I would push all my budget for Prime Day number two rather than Black Friday. In my opinion,
0: I, I agree. And also, if compare Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday is always better than Black Friday. Uh, again, based on our experience, unless you are selling, um, which you might call it, the electronics. With electronics, Black Friday is awesome. But if you're selling just the regular pen and home goods, uh, people are not really shopping and they're not really excited because they know it will be Christmas week one, Christmas week two, Christmas week three, Christmas week four. So people are already like smart and genuine speaking. Your Q4 is about increasing sales in general. So don't put all your chips just on the Black Friday and Cyber Monday days. Well, thank you. It was useful. It was a lot of nice black and white and gray hats. So, <laughs> wait for people who start reaching out to you saying, Okay, so now you are doing this stuff. So, help us out. How people can reach out to you if you yeah. want them to.
1: Yeah. So, basically, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, just shoot me a message saying, Hey, um, have a question about external traffic. I have like, I get like, I at least get three questions a day on TikTok. I have to send TikTok ads to Amazon. So I'm um, happy to answer anything there. Um, when it comes to external traffic, I know the best practices and just any Amazon questions. That's okay,
0: that's perfect. Thank you. Isabel Ritz and Victor Dwyer today at Amazon Made Simple Podcast and all useful links guys are right here under this video. Bye.